Hi, I am Jade Glenn and I am a human at JGF. Welcome to the Humans of JGF, a JGF holiday special highlighting the brilliant minds behind our vision. And today we have a special guest. And just a few seconds ago, we've ascertained that she is a person who is hardly referred to by her name, but a surname. It was first Damonsa. Now it's Glenn because you married. But in the organization, we know her as Jade Glenn. She is one of two brilliant teacher coaches who get to do the work of empowering high-impact individuals uh, to be high-expert teachers in the classroom. Jade, how are you? Hi, Matabo. I'm, I must admit I'm nervous. Why? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite nervous, but other than that, I am doing great. Thank you. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I've been hearing your voice on online and yeah. finally getting to join you in the space. I'm, I'm absolutely excited. I love your enthusiasm. You feel so amped up. And I'm just like, yes, this is, exactly, <laughs> this is the energy. This we is need. the energy. <laughs> this is the energy we need. Welcome, Jade. Tell us, where are you from? I am born and bred from Cape Town. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I said, I was born here. I've stayed here all my life, not planning to leave anytime soon. So Cape Town is where it's at. For me, at least. Oh, I love it. I love it. What about Cape Town says, uh, no turning back? My family. Okay. Honestly, it's, it's my family. Yeah, I mean, I I love obviously what Cape Town has to offer. Mm-hmm. But when I think about what's home for me, it's definitely that all my family's here. Okay. Okay. Lovely, lovely stuff. Now, Jade, you are a teacher coach. Yes. You are the first with Rudy Mahi. Correct. Uh, our first teacher coaches for the organization. For someone who's listening to the to this term and like, oh, it's pretty obvious what these people do. <laughs> Give us a snapshot of what actually goes with the with the title of being a teacher coach. Okay, so this is quite funny because just the other day I met someone new and I needed to explain what I was doing. Mm. And I just said, I'm in education. And they said, what did you do? What do you do? And I said, I'm a teacher coach. And then I needed to explain. And the answer or the response to me was, that's quite technical. I'm like, yeah, that's why I just said I'm in education. So as a teacher coach, I work with 20 amazing newly qualified teachers. I started out with them at the start of this year, mm-hmm. um, their first year in the classroom. And it started with just building rapport, getting them to trust me, me mm. learning, um, getting to know them. And then I've been observing them in the classroom. So in their spaces, you know, where they are the experts, I've been in and out of different schools around Cape Town. And once I've been to the classrooms, they reflect on the lesson they taught on that day. Mm. We then meet and we reflect together. And it's all about the choices that they made, you know, in that moment that I was there. So, of course, Mm. it's a snapshot. I'm not Mm. there every day. I'm not there Mm. every week. Mm. But it's important that they are able to reflect on on their practice. Mm. Because a lot of or most of them actually are very, very high achievers. Mm. So, just them reflecting and thinking, you know, in that moment, 
did I do the right thing by entertaining a specific conversation? Should I have shut it down? Did I do the right thing by shutting it down? Um, so just being there with them along this journey and sort of navigating the first year of teaching is what I've been doing this year. Yeah, yeah. Doing yeah. and loving, I must add. So when you when you speak about this this action of reflecting on your on your on your teaching practice in in the classroom, just give us a short explanation as to why that is important as just a general rule of thumb or approach for any practicing educator it's reflection has always been important and when i speak to my nqts i i mention to them and i, I love to use the example so i am i i like i still refer to myself as an english teacher and i know how chaotic you know the classroom can get mm -hmm. so i mean you as a teacher as an educator you prep you've got your lesson plan you've got everything sorted for the lesson and i i use the example of the poem funeral blues mm. so i say to them you come in and you are ready to teach that poem and what happens if somebody in your classroom has lost the loved one oh goodness me you can't teach that poem there's no way so, I mean, all of a sudden, you now need to, the ball has been dropped for you. So, you need to make the decision. It's two weeks before exams. This oh, poem needs man. to be taught, but there is a grieving child in my class. And how do I navigate through that? So, an example that, that happened with one of my NQTs was they were teaching propaganda. And they were going through the lesson, hmm. teaching the terminology. And one of the kids in the class put up their hand and said, Sir, that's exactly what happened to me, you know. Someone called my mother and only told my mother the story. So is that propaganda? Sure. And so for my NQT in that moment, they had to make the decision. Am I going to talk about what another colleague has done? Or how am I going oh. to bring this in for this learner to understand, you know, the term propaganda? So it's important to reflect because what I did after the lesson, I spoke to my NQT and I said, how did you feel in that moment? Were you anxious? You know, were you comfortable with just allowing them? And of course, with our generation that sits in the classroom today, it's a completely different generation. Mm. It could easily have been a TikTok example, which mm. we expect, but it was not. It was something that had happened within the school. So I think that just shows us the importance of reflecting. Did I make the right choice? Because now you're teaching propaganda and you're shutting this kid down. So... How do you how do you expect them then to go on and write an exam when they've perhaps maybe got a negative attitude towards it now because you haven't given them the opportunity to engage with the topic? Yeah. So that is why you know reflective ref, being reflective in this practice is extremely important. Yeah, 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 and that is an incredibly valid point. Well, for the benefit of those who do not know, we have 40 brilliant minds occupying classrooms in this year country after five years of sure. growth in this organization. Our growth has embodied itself through 40 newly qualified teachers. Jade, how does it feel? Because honestly, the spotlight is on them. And inadvertently, it is also on you and in your coaching strategies that capacitate them to, to better translate themselves professionally in and out of the classroom, right? How does that feel to interact with, with, with our NQTs? 
100% there's definitely a spotlight on the teacher coaches, Matabo. And I mean, so I met these NQTs in Jan. And by mm. the time I met them, they all JD, they had gone through the hands of our amazing program officers. Mm. So firstly, I needed to air quote compete with that <laughs> and <laughs> and so just coming into the space you know learning and hearing from these NQTs and just as I mentioned earlier high achievers I was sitting there and I was thinking how am I going to sit in a history or a physics class and coach this brilliant mind I'm an English and allo educator and so of course that's where I can tap into mm. but physics and math and there were so many of them I mm. was just like I was definitely um, I was beside myself I'm like how am I going to do this and then eventually as I said building rapport with them and just getting to know them and when they started those first two days before the kids arrive at school and they messaged me I don't have a timetable yet or oh, I'm teaching 40 kids I was just like, oh, okay, that's what I used to do. So, of course, like, yes. let me help you. Let me show you yes. how this is done. So, although they are brilliant at what they do in terms of teaching, there was a space for me to fit into their role and into what they needed. And if I just look at it now, I mean, I've got an NQT who is a grade head. I've got an NQT who was setting the exam, the final exam now for grade 10s. Mm. So if I just think back to that first week, I started working in the, on the 3rd of Jan. And if I look back to back to that first week I'm just like I actually can't believe that we made it because yes. it's not just them right now my NQTs they're done teaching they're busy they are knee deep in marking mm. so their first year of teaching has actually ended and looking back I can't believe that together we made it I mean I've sat in physics classes and I don't understand what my NQT is teaching but I can see their passion I can see yes. them breaking it down so for the first time sometimes I'm understanding grade 9 math so in <laughs> when I'm sitting in these classes and I'm like that means that you're brilliant because here I am 29 years old and for the first time I'm actually understanding this concept of you know a parallel series or something yeah and yeah. that just proves to what amazing NQTs we have so your work really is not orientated around teaching curriculum but it's really supporting the practice of being 100%. an educator yes it's so funny though, Jade, when you say <laughs> that you felt that you had to compete with, 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 uh, I suppose, the impartation of, of program officers. Yes. I'm a program officer myself, <laughs> and I have your Ds, and they're like, oh, Matabo, am I not going to have you next year when yes. I'm in your E? I'm just like, the people who are going to handle you are so brilliant. <laughs> in fact, I'm sitting with your Ds, and I'm just like, did I capacitate them well enough to mm. catch the brilliance and 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 the techniques that you and Rudy are going to to impart wow. in them because obviously the work that you do with these NQTs is so incredibly evident um, um in so many respects so i just i just i just had a chuckle when you just like <laughs> oh the brilliance of POs meanwhile POs are like Hey, we so wish we did not curtail their growth. Oh, I'm glad we um, <laughs> but We so wish that what we are doing with these candidate fellows really capacitates capacitate, capacitate them to catch your wisdom and your expertise at the highest uh, level. 
It's only fair, Jade, because we are a teaching fellowship okay. that we teleport ourselves back to the classroom when we oh, were wow. learners. <laughs> Do tell us your first or your earliest memory of being Jade de Monser mm-hmm. in at, at school, rather. Wow. Um, I... I'm torn between loving school and hating school. And mm. I think that's what most people um, experience once they once they leave school as, mm. you know, as a learner. And I would say my earliest memory, it, it is, it's primary school, actually. And it's just playing the recorder. And I still, it's not anything. Three you know, play mice. Yes. Yes. And, and oh, goodness. I stayed for it. And, and sometimes I still ask my parents, Why? Did you, like, I never, I don't remember ever saying, I want to play the recorder. But there I was, being called out of class with a few of the girls in my class, and and off to the music room we go. And so for me, that that still doesn't sit well. Um, Your agency, my agency as a child, where was it? Yes, not, so that's definitely a memory that I... I'm not too sure about fondly, but but it stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in high school, what kind of learner were you? Sure. <laughs> I, you know, and, and when I taught some of my boys, mm. I said to them, this is my own doing. It's because I did not listen to my teacher. <gasps> it's that is why you are here. It is karma. Um, love them to bits though. <laughs> but I... I was never rude. Let's just, mm. you know, I was never, ever rude. I did always have something to say. Yeah. Um, and if I did not like it, I would often speak up, maybe yeah. not in the most appropriate ways, but I would speak up. So, for example, so I attended the same school where my dad taught at. Okay. And so I remember it was a maths lesson already. I did not enjoy math. And I needed the bathroom. And I asked my teacher whether I could use the bathroom. And she said no. And I just said, well, okay, I'm going to the bathroom now. My dad's in the next passage. Please just deal with him. What does that mean? When you say go deal with him, what are you actually saying? He needs to fight this fight. I'm not fighting this fight. I need the bathroom and you know, this is what's up. So I I did my work. I didn't always do my homework. Um, books and things were up to date and also I can proudly say that I was a prefect you know Mm. in grade 12 so I think I grew up and I matured a lot Mm. by the time I got to grade 12 I took things seriously Um, and I think it's also something that just stems from it wasn't ever personal with my teachers it was more fight with I think the curriculum yes I didn't ever see why I needed to do that because I was mm. never going to use it. Mm. And so I was in a classroom, I was being forced. I had different teachers to my NQTs. Mm. They, they were nothing like my NQTs. So I was in a classroom, I was unhappy with the curriculum that was being forced on me. Mm. And so there was a fight every day. I, I didn't want to be in that space. Mm. And so I think that's where a lot of, you know, the, the inappropriate talking out or talking back stemmed from. So teachers, if you are listening, it was, it was really never you. Yeah, it was it was it was the system. It was yeah, the system. it was the system. It reminds me of my attitude towards Afrikaans. You know how polarizing Afrikaans is as as yes. a, as as a language, its history, and the cl- sometimes yeah. it's misrepresented history in 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 South Africa. Yes. 
So this whole thing of like, why am I learning Afrikaans? Exactly. No one is necessarily explaining why mm-hmm. I need to learn it. Instead, they just you reinforcing, exactly. reinforcing authority, perpetuating mm-hmm. now this kind of tension between yes. me, the language and the teacher. Um, and now with, with that being said, who was your favorite teacher? This going to be funny because it was actually my Afrikaans teacher. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so Yafiro de Toy, um, uh, she was my Afrikaans teacher from grade 10 to grade 12. And she was just absolutely amazing. So she, I mean, we walked into a class and she, I, I have a love for language. Mm. So she nurtured that. She was I can't compare to a maths or physics teacher because, I mean, that's that's different. But for me, she, in her classroom, it always felt okay yeah. to love languages. Yeah. I felt that I'm going to, I'll still be successful one day mm-hmm. because I love languages. And the fact that I'm not too good at maths or science, that that's not impacting, you know, what mm-hmm. I'm going to be one day when I left the four walls of her classroom. Mm-hmm. And that was the most important thing for me. It was just that the passion that came with being a language teacher and, and that came with, you know, being a 90 percenter for Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. It was as though it's not just, you know, something to boost your aggregate. But it made me feel as though I'm going to be successful with that mark on my yeah. matric certificate. Yeah. Even yeah. though my math was like at 32. But you were I confident. Was, I was confident. Because languages she, mattered. Exactly. So it was like advocacy for language, for language is what she did. Yes. Beyond just teaching curriculum. That's yeah. beautiful to hear. So you are here now, Jay. I'm here. <laughs> How did you hear about JGF? So one of the founding members, Carla, mm. Carla Watson, I met her when she was Carla Peterson mm-hmm. and she was my mentor as a first year teacher. Okay. And Carla then stepped out of teaching and we always, we stayed in touch. She just, yes. she just became my mentor overall. Yes. Um, you know, and we stayed in touch and I think Carla always just believed in me. And so whenever there was something, she would say, did you see this? Have you checked this out? Mm. And Carla just kept pushing me, you know, into bigger and and, and not necessarily better, but just something bigger and something which I now believe is more suited Mm. for who I am. And then somehow I subscribed to the JGF newsletter and it was, you know, it was post-COVID. It was post-teaching being turned upside down being thrown left to right and I just couldn't find myself I I, I did not know who that person who started teaching in 2016 so passionate and so willing to make a change I I couldn't find that person anymore last year and I saw the advert in the JGF newsletter and I applied I saw the the activities that came with it and I was like oh my word I don't think I'm going to do this Actually, like I was like, I, I've never ever done this, wow. and but this is my chance to, you know, find the the passion. I thought I, I when I read, you know, a teacher coach description, I thought this is the one thing that's going to ignite that fire that that I've lost through everything that I've gone through as being a teacher. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I, I got here. What surprised What surprised you the most, or still surprises you the most, about working at JGF? It's that what you know when when they wrote. I don't know who wrote that advert, but they spoke about the culture and they spoke about people mm-hmm. and and this is why i find this so amazing the humans of jgf because that's exactly what we seen as mm-hmm. we aren't seen as just someone on payroll um mm-hmm. and so it surprises me every day when someone asks me hi jade how are you 
and they don't keep walking. Mm. They actually stop and they make eye contact and I now need to answer the question. Mm. Because so, I mean, through my five years of teaching, so many people have passed me in a corridor and said, hi, morning, how are you? Whoops, into their classroom. Yeah. And so it surprises me every time that, oh my word, I need to answer you. <laughs> like, you know, to tell you how I am. Yeah. And the next time I see you, you are going to ask, is that, you know, has that been resolved? As So just mm. seeing me as a person and valuing who I am, not over and above what I do. Yeah, yeah. That, it, it gets me all the time. Well, you, as you know, the candidate fellow and our fellows, for mm-hmm. goodness sake, <laughs> um, are the North Star of our organization. Uh, this work that we do, we do to partner with them and their vision to transform the South African education yes. system holistically. What about our candidate fellows reassures you, Jade, that South African classrooms are in safe hands? They are rule breakers, you know, <laughs> and, and, and part of me is hoping that the principals aren't listening mm. and the other part is like, please listen so that you can see what you've got, you know, in your, in your staff room and in your, in your classroom. But our, my NQTs, my set of NQTs who I work with, they often when we interview people, you know, they, there's a tendency that they're going to say the right things. Mm. And so JGF has got the 2030 vision and I've heard some of those speeches. And when I look at my NQTs in a classroom now, they are abiding by what they have set out for themselves. Mm. So it's different to, you know, yes, JGF supports and we mold but they have taken on this responsibility to make a difference. So for me, it's just that never back down attitude. My NQTs are, like I said, they spread across Cape Town. So they're in different quintile schools. And yet each of them, they get up, although some of them don't want to in the morning, they get up and they go to school and they do it for the kids. Mm. And that is, I say to them all the time when they say, you know, today it was my grade eight class who gave me life. Yeah. And so that's the end of it. There's nothing more to say exactly. because they've got the reason they've got, they've got their North Star. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's all that I could ask for as their coach. And at JGF, we like saying, be a teacher. And there's someone who's listening and they're like, you know what, Jade, I want to be a teacher. What word of encouragement do you have for them? Do it. <laughs> um, go and be a teacher and, and, Go and make a difference out there. You you don't know how much value it will add to your life and to the lives of those kids. There are so many kids sitting in a classroom wanting to be taught. You know, my first my first five years in teaching, I, I came across kids who were so hungry to learn, knowing the circumstances that they are coming from. So mom is up at five before they leave for school. Mom is out going to work. By the time they get back, mom hasn't returned from work yet. And so they come to school wanting somebody to teach them. Yeah. And in our education system at the moment, not everybody is feeding into what our kids want. Yeah. And so if you feel that teaching is your calling, teaching is what you need to do, please, I would say go for it. Go for it. Because there are kids wanting somebody just to feed into what they need to get out of their situation yeah. and be better. Well, after you... Uh Pearl and Alendra are going to be interviewed. Um, what memory 
fond memory do you have of them or with them? So both Paul and Alinda are fairly new to JGF. Mm. So when I leave here, that's actually going to be the first time I meet them. What? So I think that's definitely one for the books. I love it. Because, um, yeah, once I leave, it will be our first meeting. Of course, we've seen each other in stand-up and online, mm. but this will be our first meeting. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Listen here. Listen here. I love that JGF Amplified is not just a space where we hold voices of expert teachers, but it is a space of meaningful connections. And today, such a connection will be made. Yes. Jade, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. Our interactions have been nothing short of meaningful. I have many a story with you as a coach. I know that you are a coach. You literally coached <laughs> me out of an, a panic attack. We sure. have a whole story around that. You are a support system to leaders as you are yourself. And please let this joy and radiance and willingness to show up fully um, in your fullness and in your zeal continue. We love having you at JGF. I love being your <laughs> colleague. I mean, I'm going to tell you that for free. I love having you Thank as my colleague. You. Oh, period. <laughs> Betuna, as you know, it is Jake's Havel Fellowship on all of our social media networks. When in doubt, just go to Google. Jake's Havel Fellowship and any and everything uh, that you need to know about our organization is there. If you want to partner with us, please get in contact with us. This is work that is meaningful to not just this generation, but two generations, three generations after us. So let's make an indelible mark where it counts. I am Matawatladi and I'll see you at the other side of this. Cheers!